Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about why deflation is a good thing. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking about deflation. There's a really good book called The Price of Tomorrow. It was written by, I believe his name is Jeff Booth. He is like, hands down, one of the smartest people on the planet. Uh, I read his book maybe like three, four years ago, and maybe two years ago. And I've had to read it two or three times because... I consider myself <laughs> a, a, a above average understander of deflation and inflation, but his book it was it's not that it's it's not that it's a difficult book. Like he's it's not like he's using super big words, but he so breaks the current world we live in and the understanding that you go you read the book and you go, man, like I completely understand like what I what I feel what he's saying to be true. It's true. There's nothing that I can disprove with evidence against what he's saying. Like, it's true. But the understanding takes time to understand because he's completely breaking the way the world works. Uh, but it's so the solution to what's happening. And it's everything he said in the book is actually like piece by piece coming true because like, yeah, it's just true. And so um, the, the, the the concept of the price of tomorrow is is... Um, deflation is a good thing. And that's counter to the world that we grow up in because the banking system of the modern world, you know, which is five, six, seven hundred years old, however however old it is, uh, runs on inflation, right? Inflation being uh, the cost of living going up over time. Deflation is the cost of living going down over time. And so, the 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 reason why deflation from his perspective is actually a good thing is we all intuitively want the cost of living to go down right and then, and then we and then when you think about when you think about what technology does right technology is in simple terms uh our advanced understanding of how the universe works. So if you if you could think about the universe as like a mind, right? Think of the because it is a mind, but think of the universe as a mind, and it's the smartest mind ever because the universe has figured out a way to create abundance of everything necessary. Right? There's an abundance of air, abundance of water, abundance of space. Like the universe or Mother Nature or whatever you want to call it uh, is life, right? It and it creates abundance uh, without a price. Like we don't we don't pay for the air we breathe. Not, and so um, as you look at the evolution of humans, right, we started off relatively dumb compared to the universe, right? And and so we've been slowly gravitating towards understanding the principles that operate the universe. I mean, the universe is expanding, so we're never going to catch it. But my point is, like, we're growing in our understanding of of, of how things work. And, and technology is a, a manifestation of that, meaning... 
a hundred years ago, we had to dedicate large industries to feeding the planet. Now I think we we need next like something less than five ten percent of the industry to be focused on farming to feed the world, right? So, uh, but for all intents and purposes, um, like food, you know, food insecurity in a free society is not a problem because we waste more food. You know, we, we waste more food than when people are hungry, right, in the society. Um, you look at, uh, and so some some people will go, well, well Philip, why, you know, if technology uh, uh, lowers the cost of things, why do, you know, why do things like computers and food, you know, and, and housing continue to uh, cost more? Well, we have these, we have these things called human, <laughs> humans, that like to fight progress, right? So, so, so what happens is, human beings we we build our value structure on top of those uh, those old prices, right? Meaning, he's a real one. If if you're a farmer a hundred years ago, and there are a thousand farmers needed to feed the world, and now with technology we only need a hundred, the nine hundred don't go to the new industry, maybe it's making cars, right? They, the, the 900 says, I want to stay stuck in the past, and politicians, you go ahead and I'm a, I, I will vote for you if you pass legislation that helps me stay stuck in the past. And so what do politicians do? Right, It's the system, right? They, they, they whine and they listen to the uh, constituents, they be their mouthpiece, which is what they're supposed to do, and then they pass legislation to keep you know, regulation and prices in place to to make us need whatever to keep prices quote unquote stable. So they they mess with the laws of nature, right? Um, they don't allow the prices to drop to where they want to be, which is free and abundant, and they fight it. And so, like regulation and rules and things stay in place to keep prices artificially high because um, if if people don't want to evolve to the new industry, then they end up getting. Uh, uh, um, uh, they end up getting poorer and poorer, and nobody likes that. Uh, and so this happens. Like think of every industry, this happens, and every industry has lobbyists. This is where you understand where lobbyists are important. Right? Every industry has lobbyists. Um, it is it, is why when an industry is new, you have uh, so it attracts all the best and the brightest, and they don't have a they don't need unions. They they're they're getting paid a lot of money. Uh, they don't need a lot of lobbyists because, like, they're gaining market share because they're delivering things that people want now in the future. Um, uh, that again, they don't need unions because plenty of money is going into the money's going to follow the best new ideas. I've said that multiple times before. Um, you only need like uh, lobbyists and unions and all these things whenever uh, humans try to get in there and like mess with stuff. I call it like helicopter parenting. Right. You know, we we like to helicopter parent uh, the economy. And when you do that, you make soft ass kids. Right. Or you you make a weak economy long term. Um, and so uh, this is this is just what we do. Um, and and I'm not don't take this as me criticizing those in power because it's not one person who does it like it's just part of the system. Right. Um and it's where we are because it, because right now in the current situation that we're in, because we have uh, fought change for so long, it's it's like a person. Like if a person uh, 
stay stuck in the past, right? There's some trauma that hurt them back in the past and they don't deal with it. Well, the problems in their life compile until they deal with it. But once they deal with it, it doesn't just magically once they deal with it go away. No, like you've been dealing, you've been making bad decisions on this trauma for a decade. You gotta. Un- it's gonna take a time to unwind it, and it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a, a painless process. Uh, the whole the whole way, right? Now you gotta address it because it's a problem that only, only gets worse. But once you start addressing it, it gets easier and easier. But you gotta address it. So right now, just nobody wants to address it because to address it is it's gonna be in the short term like painful. Right, meaning if we let deflation happen the way it's supposed to happen, you're gonna have a lot of industries disrupted. You're gonna have a lot of people lose money. You're gonna have a lot of businesses blow up, right? Um, and so maybe, and maybe it's naive, right? Maybe it's naive to think that that will ever happen in in, in human history because, like, we're humans. Like, like resisting change is just what we do, right? Um, uh, and I, maybe that's not necessarily a uh, I don't wanna, I'm not making a judgment on whether that's a bad or good thing. I'm just saying, like, I'm just factoring that into being human. And so, um, but I'm, what I'm explaining to you is just, like, the process and how it works. And However, right, the cool thing about living is you get to choose, like, once you understand the system, then you get to choose to play in the system and play out the system, right? Meaning, once you understand that, that uh, deflation is not bad— and this is the way that the system works. Then you can say, "Hey, uh, even though I can't change the system, I can choose to participate." Meaning, meaning, I did this. I did this thing that I thought was pretty cool. I was. Uh, this is while I was looking it up. I said, "All right," um, and I used Chat GPT, and they pulled the numbers. So if the numbers are a bit off, that's where they pulled it from. But I said, "Okay, what was the what was the price of um, Bitcoin?" 2013 through 2022, so for 10 years, each year on January 1st, and then what was the average cost of living in the U.S., right? And in in twenty in 2013, the average cost of living in the U.S. was about 50 grand a year. That was the average cost. And the average Bitcoin price, or the Bitcoin price on January that year was $13.50. So meaning, it took you 3,700, thir- roughly 3,700 Bitcoin to live. If you if you priced it in Bitcoin, not dollars, because Bitcoin is a limited supply asset that can't be printed, right? It can't be inflated. So if you if so if you priced it in Bitcoin ten years ago, it cost you thirty seven hundred Bitcoin to live. If you priced your cost of living in Bitcoin today for the average cost in dollars, it's cost you about seventy grand to live. The average U.S. person costs about seventy thousand dollars to live today. Twenty thousand more than ten years ago. You know how much it costs uh, in Bitcoin? One Bitcoin, right? So the cost of living, if you if you priced your cost, of, if you had your savings in Bitcoin for the last decade, your cost of living went down. You had massive deflation, like crazy deflation in your cost of living um, because you priced yourself into a different currency, right? And, and understanding is the, is the important part because... Um, a financial a, a, a currency is just a representation of a system, and if you can't change the system, then you can use a different currency. Said a different way, uh, uh, I was talking to a family member of mine, and I was saying, "Hey, Americans, before the seventies, we were rewarded because of the money that we used 
um, not just because we were like the land of the free. Now there were there were people in America that were innovating and creating wealth for the world, but the average the middle class was so large because we everybody traded in dollars and we had the dollars, right? If you earned dollars and you were in an inferior industry that was not, and when I say inferior, I mean an industry stuck in the past, right? Um, you still had a good life because the world traded in dollars. Basically, we sucked energy from the rest of the world, and we had privilege because the world used dollars, right? After the 70s, when we broke from the gold standard and, and created massive deflation, that was that was the market's natural forces restoring balance to the universe, right? Meaning, if you're not participating in the, in the ideas of the future, um, then your lifestyle got gutted. That's why. That's why in industry, you know, in industrials got gutted from the '70s to now, and we started having all these labor union problems and everything. Was because uh, if you don't change with the times, then you get infl- your industry gets inflated away. Again, I'm not making a judgment call on it. I'm just telling you this is how this is how you can't stop the universe of forces of of nature. And so I'm saying. Uh, when we we lost the American, and arguably, right, as an American, like I love American privilege, but I also like free markets. Like I'm, I like to, I like everybody to be able to um, live good, right, uh, uh, and and live well, and everybody can. But but you can't have a artificially held up system where people get privileged because of the money that they use, right? Like you have to have people being free to. Uh, to, to, to be involved in the, in, in the world moving forward and, and, and from that freedom, um, they get the benefits. And if everybody moves, if everybody stayed in the present, right, and if everybody stayed in the present, then everybody would experience massive abundance from like technical in, innovation, right? Um, so, so what I'm saying is I can't control what anybody else does. I can't really control the system, right? All I can control is... Where do I place my savings, right? And do I place my savings in places that will decrease my cost of living uh, in the future? For those in the tech industry going from California to everywhere else that's cheaper, like they've experienced massive deflation over the last two decades. Um, and so, yeah, man, this is like a self-help on money. You know, you can you can complain about the system. I'm explaining to you how it works. But you can complain about it. But the only way to change it is to like brute force it, which is like, out of like become a military and take it over, and I'm not with that. That's the that's that's energy I don't want to <laughs> uh, uh, have sent back to me, right? So I just choose to say, okay, while this system is you know doing what it's doing, I'm gonna like put my I'm gonna keep enough cash to pay my cash bills for you know for a time in this system, and I'm gonna put my savings in places that. Lowers my cost of living over time, which is what investing is all about. Investing is about uh, not allowing inflation to suck you in, which a different way of saying that is uh, creating deflation over time with your assets. So I hope this helps. Until tomorrow, enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. 
Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.